following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday, November 6, 2018, Season 14, Episode number 73. Welcome to a new edition of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We've got so much to talk about today. Cowboys lose yesterday. Cowboys lose 28-14 to the Tennessee Titans, a team that as of last Friday... I think on this show, collectively, we may have known four names. Now we probably know about eight names. Um, And a team that, by and large, you would think the Cowboys should have been able to beat at home. Uh, But surprisingly, they were not. Maybe surprisingly, maybe not. How's everybody doing this morning? I'm I'm awesome. Awesome. Great. Let's let's jump right into this. And I want to start, as we do a lot of days for following a game, Going around the table, and I'd like you guys to give me again, especially in a game like this, at so many moments, give me what your what the biggest takeaway or the biggest storyline that you think comes out of a game like this. Nick, let's start with you. Um, I I mean, I just thought it was all there for them to to have a big week. I mean, have I mean, this is this is a schedule that's going to get really tough, and this is probably the easiest team on the schedule. You had two weeks to prepare for it. They looked they didn't look different at all. Um, and, and I just thought, you know, they, they had opportunities that they squandered. But, I mean, those opportunities started Sunday in Washington when the when the Falcons won that game. It was just sitting there for you to, to take advantage of it. They did not. Uh, yeah, there were parts in the game. that, But, I mean, I, of course, we've talked about this. I don't buy into the whole should have been up 17 nothing stuff. But, um, <laughs> but That was pretty funny. Your tweet was pretty good. I mean, I mean, it's just because that's what this team is. And so, I mean, they, they just don't take advantage of opportunities that are there for them. And, you know. They, they they are what they are three and five amber <laughs> i mean there's so much to say but just to keep it kind of simple it, it's frustrating and very very annoying when you see the way that the defense started off so i mean there was fire everywhere they were so pumped and doing things making things jalen smith all over the field making plays and when you see those kinds of things and you give the ball back to your offense, and then the offense isn't able to cash in and make something out of it. It's very frustrating and disappointing, especially, again, when we talk about certain players that you don't want to waste them. And when I look back, and we'll get into Dak and all that stuff, but it's frustrating when you see life expectancy of a player. That's a great word. That's perfect. I like that. Being wasted yeah. Yeah. and thrown away just because – your coaching is unable to utilize them the way it should be. All right, Dave. Um, easily like a top five loss of my time covering this team. Maybe, top five's worst loss. Yes, wor- yeah. sorry, worst. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe top three. Uh, Ten to six in Tampa comes to mind, but you didn't have Tony. <laughs> was a bad game. Didn't have Tony Romo for that game. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Falcons game last year comes to mind, but you famously didn't have Zeke or Tyron Smith. The Chargers game on Thanksgiving comes to mind, but you didn't have Sean Lee or Zeke. The Broncos? Well, uh, it was bad. That was pretty bad. Uh, That was bad, but I don't know. That one doesn't. Baltimore when they close out Texas Stadium? (laughs) That's my worse. From an all-time trip standpoint, I mean, from just from plane to plane, I mean, Buffalo was up there. Oh, yeah. 
it never that one didn't bother me as much as it bothered the rest of y'all. Like again, like again, that and that's my point is like you're starting Kellen Moore in Buffalo on Christmas. Like, what are you expecting <laughs> to happen? But I'm just but what expectations you, no, matter. You're right. That, the fans don't care yeah, that right. we had to circle Houston a couple times. It wasn't like, even, <laughs> that wasn't even all of it. It was we got locked down at the hotel. <laughs> Regardless, it doesn't. Anyways, off the rails. Sorry, <laughs> bad loss, Dave. What what my point is? What's the excuse here? Because I just listed out all the excuses for why those other losses happened. But yeah. what didn't you have here? Uh, you added the first round. You, you know, you added your first round pick. You had your <laughs> you had your starting quarterback. Uh, Sean Lee was healthy at least at the beginning of this game. Tyron Smith was out there. Last I checked, Zeke had forty yards after two possessions. Sure, Travis Frederick wasn't there. I don't want to hear that. They've won three games without him this year. I'll bet anybody that wants to bet $10 right now that this Titans team is not making the playoffs. Uh, this is as winnable a game as they have left on the schedule, and they looked terrible. Uh, so that's really my my main impression is just that this was an especially ugly, crappy loss. You know, and, and to go back to, you know, we were talking about the reason why I don't think this whole, like, well, they, they should have been up so much is because, I mean, defensively they made one play. De- Demarcus Lawrence made one play, and if it wouldn't have been kicked around, you know, twenty-five yards, who's to say they even score a touchdown there? Because that ball was like on the thirty-five; it got all the way down to the twelve when they. But like, you know, they didn't make up another play on that that fumble. They just Tennessee just decided to fumble. And, well, they made the play to make to the recovery, but okay, right. they, yeah, I got they you. They didn't force it. They, yeah. they recovered it, and I mean, I just they they're just not an opportunistic type team like that, and and so. You know, Tennessee just stopped turning the ball over. And, you know, they, they made a play as well. I don't know. Maybe the Cowboys ran out of gas. When you keep running to the end zone to take pic- pictures, I mean, maybe you run out of <laughs> what, gas. What happened with that? And that and Which, Jerry Jones Jerry Jones said that a couple times after the game. Is like they had so much energy. This team was so, like, did they hype themselves out of the game? Can I throw out something? And I I'm, do not take this. I'm making this declaration at the beginning do not take this as an excuse because it should never be an excuse but do you think at all that the temperature in the building affected their their energy level what what do you mean what it was 78 degrees at kickoff this was not a cool environment for the roof to be open oh derek no what? no no, no. I, didn't, I didn't notice it. i can't go there with down you there I, I, it was I, chilly when we went out there in the fourth quarter in the fourth quarter yes in oh my god quarter, yes i can't believe you're saying this to me right now oh, it, was, it was first of all don't see this is why i didn't want to say it because why? you're gonna make this seem as though i'm making excuses. it's not all an excuse say is like, i'm no, saying if you're gonna talk so. about if you're gonna okay. talk about no if you're gonna talk no. about what could have been the difference in no. their nope. energy level no as the game wore on i don't think so then could this have been part of it no i don't i don't think so i i think they they, um, they just did not tackle well. Now, a, a better excuse to that would be, you know, their two of their two of their best defensive linemen are, are not playing in the game. I mean, that that you know, anytime that you have injuries like that, then Sean Lee goes out. I think that hurt him. I don't know. Well, I do know this that I'll tell you, say this for Jalen. You talk about two two different football games yesterday. At the beginning of the game, he was flying around. By the end of the game, we saw a couple different plays. One play that you and I noticed, Nick, where he basically really the runners coming and he did, he basically took himself out of the play by yeah. trying to run around that, a, that a blocker. Play really surprised. And then there was another play on the touchdown run where he basically just kind of played patty cake with 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 Mariota rather than actually trying to tackle him or ra- rather Which, than actually putting a hit on him. And so he certainly was not the same player by the end of the game as what he was earlier in the game when he was flying around. That's a 
That's a thing. I, I mean, I noticed it going all the way back to the Eli Manning hit in week two. Uh, the Deshaun Watson hit as good as it was like and 99% of the time he's right. Jalen Smith is a guy who clearly thinks that like running full speed and lowering the boom on somebody is going to put him on the ground. And Marcus Mariota proved him very wrong on that run. Uh, you know. Wrapping up is still a thing that you should probably do. And you really didn't load a boom on him on top no, of that. Yeah, no, yeah, no, for sure. Well, I don't know. Maybe he thought he's a quarterback and that should be enough, but it was not. It was not, and it, yeah. it's a bad look for a guy that's as physical as he is. Because when Jalen Smith tackles the way he can tackle, I mean, you know, he, he, he'll stop a tight end dead in his tracks. And so that really was surprising to see that. He, I mean, it looked like he thought it was two-hand touch, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, let's talk about the quarterback. Yesterday... To me, I think he was a highly inconsistent player for them yesterday. You look at his numbers, though, and his numbers say he had a pretty decent day. Talking about rain? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, he was 21 of 31, 68% completion percentage, 243 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, a 99.3 uh, quarterback rating. So statistically, that's a pretty good day for Dakota, right? That's, that's not a bad day. Uh, but I think the two things that stand out to me most are the fact that in yesterday's game, in a game like that where turnovers are important, there were two turnovers that the Cowboys had, and both the turnovers were his doing. The interception where he threw the ball into double coverage, um, and then the the, uh, the fumble that he had there um, as well. What did you guys think of, of, of Dak yesterday and how he performed um, for this team? I think the way you led this off is proof that, and people say this all the time, stats lie. I mean, I don't care what I don't care what that says. He did not play a good game. He played a really bad game, actually. Um, as, as uncharacteristic an interception as I've ever seen from him, especially in the red zone. Um, just abs- I mean, there's absolutely nothing there. Even if he puts more air under that ball, Amari Cooper's probably going to run out of real estate. Uh, he didn't look confident in what he was seeing. Think, you know, he took five sacks. I would guess that on at least three of them, you're talking about him holding the ball four, or five, or longer seconds. Just either which, I you know, I haven't gone back and watched the all twenty-two. Maybe the receivers aren't open. Well, that's problematic if they just traded away a first-round pick for a receiver. But you still got to get rid of the ball. No, right? I mean you got to you got to get rid of the ball. Just little things. You know, I saw people were killing him for it on Twitter, and rightfully so. You. You scramble out of bounds and lose two yards when you can simply just kind of flick it over the line of scrimmage and and live to see another day. Just situational awareness, pocket awareness was not there. The decision making was not there. And uh, yeah, like I said, I don't ninety nine passer rating, no way. I mean, maybe that's what it came to, but that's not what it looked like. And once again, Cowboys were not able to get him involved in the running game. He had two rushes for eleven yards, um, so they really didn't find a way to make him. Um, or at least make the Titans defense have to contend with the fact that he can run by creating opportunities for him to run with the ball. I mean, exactly. I mean, Mariota gets 10, 10 rushes for 32 yards, you know, and, and Dak gets two. I mean, I, that's, I, I just don't understand when you have two weeks off like that. I mean, what, what are they doing? Honestly, what, what are they doing to fix some of these things? I mean, where's the, where's the end of rounds? Where's the jet sweeps? Where are the deep balls? I thought Amari Cooper was supposed to come in here and stretch the, 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 um, the defense around a little bit. I mean, how can you not get Beasley? Beasley got four targets. Most of them were at the very end of the game. I mean, I just don't understand what they're doing. Um, you know, I, I don't know. They, they they've uh, they've got to absolutely. The only thing they've got left to do is is to change the play caller. I mean, 
It seems like that's going to happen. Well, I, I know. I mean, also, I don't know what what's going on. I mean, the fans are frustrated. You know, frustrated with the quarterback. Jerry comes out today and says he's going to get an extension. I mean, I that said last night that he's not planning on making any more coaching changes during the season. Which that would include the head coach. That would include the uh, offensive and, coordinator. I mean, we, nothing, we made sure to, quarterback speci- made sure is, to specify. Nothing yeah. is personal here with us. I mean, nothing's personal. We see these guys all the time. We see them on the plane. That's what makes it kind of tough for us. We see them walking in the halls. I mean, I think everyone typically likes all of these people. But, I mean, they've got to remove the offensive coordinator right now. They have to. They have to remove the play caller. It is absolutely atrocious to go out in two weeks and do that. That's That's ridiculous. Dak Prescott, I mean, Mariota was picked, what, second overall? Mm-hmm. Okay, he can run 10 times. I mean, he's okay. You can you got to run Dak. That's his strength. That's what he's that's what he's good at. That will open up things for everybody else. Not to, just a modicum of, of creativity. I mean, how many? Word. Thank you. <laughs> how many first down runs just right into the line? You know, uh, how many? How many jet actions did we see? Not even to, like not even talking about trying to get people involved on that. Just the illusion which how many times have i said that over the last six months like give the defense reason to believe that it's going to be anything but a dive right up the gut i, I know this sounds like the, we're just kind of nitpicking because this isn't a one of those premier positions but that the fact that they do not have a tight end that's that's good at all they don't really have it i mean if these tight ends were available i don't know how many would be on a team i really don't know maybe schultz would be because of you know he was drafted and all that, but I, I don't know if the other two would be. That, that that's a problem for them. They they don't have a good balance there because these guys can't block and they're not willing to block. We all saw them. I'm sure all, everybody saw the play on Twitter. I mean, what's it wasn't on? just him though. There were there was okay. a lot that was wrong but, with that play. But he's there. Pretty much everything was wrong with but, that play. I mean, yeah, Schultz right. is there, yeah, right? right? And it's like okay, linebacker. Nah, I don't want him. <laughs> Zeke will take him. There's a guy on the ground over here. I'm gonna go and see if I can touch him. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna see if Tyron needs help with this guy, right. and I'm just gonna leave their middle linebacker to. I don't know. You know, before the press conference, I went in there and sat down. I'm like, I swear to God, if you come out here and say we did some good things, we're gonna go back and watch the tape. Oh my God! Like again, I didn't do anything about it. Obviously, <laughs> didn't comment I would have on loved it. Have seen you do something about <laughs> it. Yeah, what would you have done? <laughs> I'm like, no, that's a lie. That's a lie because clearly, either you're watching the tape and not catching up on what is actually going on on the field, or you just don't care, or you're just not good enough. I don't know, but I'm tired of hearing those things because. And I get that you have to say that because it's like, okay, to comment on certain things, you kind of have to go back and watch exactly what happened. But stop saying that because you're not making changes. Oh, there you go. You're not really making changes. You come back next week and do similar things again. Yeah. And you don't repeat the things that are working for you. So quit saying you're going to watch the freaking tape and come back and do change things up. No, just say something else. But. Yeah, I mean, Stop you're, you're you're exactly right on that one because I I was there in the press conference and it started off. I mean, the guy just asked him. I mean, the, the most Homer reporter there is, and he's just happy to be there. And and he's he's really always bright side type of guy. He said, "Coach, what happened?" And he said, "Well, I thought we did some good things. I thought they did some good things." Yeah, yeah. And he paused a little bit. Then he said, "In really all three phases of our team, false." 
<laughs> what what would Brada say to this? Mark B Mark on your B Scantron. Your Scantron for false. You didn't do any good things. You didn't do any good things. There's nothing good about it. Scoring points in the NFL is not a good thing. A touchdown, 14 points is not a good thing. I, I honestly believe that you he need to thinks... come up there. And, hold on, you need to come up there and say, you know what? This was unacceptable. This was the one of the worst games ever. It starts with me. We had two weeks to prepare, and it looks like we had two hours to prepare. We played like crap. What a difference that would make. That's you just exactly by right. changing what. What you say, I mean, that would make a world but of a we difference. we don't. We wear blue every day. We come here and we just keep doing the same thing. And you know what? These fans are pissed off, and they should be. They should be pissed off. Because they, they, they've they given this team a lot of support, and then they, yeah. they, they're they there every single time, and, and they keep rolling out this stuff. I would be pissed off. I honestly think that Jason feels like he's providing calm in the storm. Like he's he's this steadying influence for fans out there to make them realize, look, everything's it's kind of like you're on the Titanic and it's the captain saying, "Don't worry guys, you control. hear the music. We're all okay here. We're good." Right? The problem is that what it really tells fans, especially in moments like this, is that he's oblivious. That's what fans take from it is he doesn't realize that the ship's actually going down. Right. And and he's not providing calm because they see what they see. They see a team that sh- that had enough tools to be able to win a game like that yesterday and didn't. So I, I think he's actually not accomplishing what he's trying to accomplish. He's actually doing the opposite of it. Have you, and have, y'all, have y'all seen Animal House? This is a bad room to ask. Remain calm. All yeah. is well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think Jason Garrett cares about what the fans think, and that I think he. I think I think he does. I think he he thinks he's a steadying influence for the team. He's you know like I'm the same guy every day, no matter if it's good or bad. I don't think he gives a crap what the fans think. No, I honestly think that Jason. I think that that's the right. That's why Jason, when he first remember when he first took over as a head coach, he had the lectern. Yeah, he didn't sit at the table. Like he understands the image that he's trying to portray to the general public. He gets that as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. It is part being a, not a CEO, because Jerry's the CEO ultimately, but it's part of being a figurehead in this organization, and he's trying to represent a certain image. And I think that when he says that, he's trying to stay positive. He's trying to make everybody understand that, hey, it's what you talked about last week. We're going to keep pounding. We're going to keep doing the things. We're going to be steady. And in being steady, he thinks that eventually it's all going to work out. The problem is... Fans aren't seeing that. Fans no. are like, that only works for so long. And then it's like, okay, we've been steady for a long time, and the results are still the same. Nope. Now it's turning nope. into insanity. Nope, nobody's seeing it. I mean, shoot. I I said as recently as yesterday morning, I was like, okay, cool, Amari Cooper's here, and that's great. But what I'm really curious about is what that is going to mean for the opportunities it creates for Cole Beasley, Zeke Elliott, Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup had a pretty nice day. Cole Beasley caught three passes for 16 yards. And, they, and most of those were on the last series, I yeah, think. And they yeah. forgot Zeke was on the team after the second possession, yeah. uh, which, again, I mean, I just, again, I got to watch the tape, I guess. I know that's important, Amber. <laughs> I know that's important, but man, it's hard to believe that there was just nothing there for any of those guys. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, I do want to ask you guys a question. Jerry did make the comment this morning that, uh, that Dak will be getting an extension. I want to ask you guys if you think that's the right move. Do you think you've seen enough to be able to say that you agree or disagree with that? We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... 
Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, renews monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. to the break welcome back it is the second segment of the break live from the swbc mortgage studios at the star we're talking about the cowboys lost yesterday they lose to the tennessee titans 28 to 14 they now are three and five halfway through the season mm-hmm. who guessed that that was gonna happen I yeah did. I, you did yeah that, I was, was that your pre- prediction before the year six and ten liar you said <laughs> you said like i was gonna say i don't quite remember that but like, hey if you say it I'll, I'll go with you for now and so I'm proven wrong. I told Rob last night. I was like, "Well, I I said, I said they weren't going to make the playoffs, so I feel pretty smart about that." But I also said they were going to go nine and seven, which means that they would have to go six and two the rest of the way Oof. for me to be right. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, Oof. it's hard to imagine that happening right now. It's tough. Cowboys are are they're definitely going to be battling uphill the rest of the season. You would think, um, and right now. I certainly don't think that wild card is even an option. Like there are too many teams that are kind of sitting in that area and especially teams that have beaten them in the NFC. So the only chance they would even really have would be the division. They say they're only two games out, but just the way they're playing, it's hard to believe that they're going to really be able to push themselves. You know, what's crazy. They're three and five. They will not be three and seven. And they have two really. I think they're going to win win one of those. I agree. They're going to win one of these two games at Philly, at Atlanta. I don't know which one. And I know on paper, it's tough to look at them. But these teams aren't really, you know, they're not setting the world on fire either, you know. So I agree in principle with what you're saying, and that's what we've seen from Jason Garrett's team so much in the past. But that's I said yesterday, I was like, Jason Garrett's twelve and two when his team's below five hundred. His team's been so good at home, and then in all that's literally everything that is supposed to line up for a Jason Garrett team was there for him last night, and they played like that. So. I can't sit here and I like I said I agree in principle with what you're saying, but I can't sit here and feel confident that they're going to yeah. win and, either and, of these and, games. And you know when those in the years that they've struggled or the years that they don't have their starting quarterback, yeah, that's, maybe this is one of those years. Even though well, they think they they do. well that that's a nice lead in before yeah, you do your yeah. it is a good segue. So I hate to but <laughs> next four games are all NFC 
and all against playoff contending teams. So we'll know real quick. Like we'll, it, we don't have to wait. And one that might be the best team in the NFC might Possibly. or is. Well, I don't know about. I don't think you can say right now somebody is. They are certainly in the the conversation as New the Orleans. best. Yeah, they're, they're definitely in the conversation with the best in the NFC. They beat, Bryant. they beat the best team in the I NFC on Sunday. I get that, but I I don't know if that necessarily means they're okay, the best. Whatever. They're, but they're right up there. They're a lot like, better than they're the Cowboys. one of the top two or three teams in the NFC. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Yeah, and the Cowboys will have to play them, and it will probably be a game that feels like a neutral crowd. Anyway, I'm let's guessing. talk. Let's talk about Dak. <laughs> but anyway, let's talk about Dak. Yeah. Nick, you made the comment that, that you know maybe maybe they don't have their quarterback. However, Jerry made it clear this morning yeah. that he plans to give him an extension. What do you think? Well, you know, depends on how long the extension is. I mean, what we're going to give extend him, him a day? Well, what one year? I mean, is it? It doesn't sound like he would say it like that. It sounds like he was talking about a major yeah. extension. And um, no, I don't think it's a good idea. I I, I, th- I think the quarterback. Again, I, I say this because it's you know you, you have to qualify this. I, I feel like we do, but um, really like him. I like what he's done. Lo- love his story. Think everything he does, everything the right way. Not to sound like Jason Garrett, but that you know that's true. But he's bringing this team down. He he he's setting them back because he's limited in what he can do. And if they're not going to use him the way that they need to be using him, because he is a, he is limited in, in the t- as a passer, in my opinion, but he can do some other things athletically. They don't do that. They, to me, they treat him like a passer, and, and he can only give you so much. But couldn't that be what Jerry's kind of alluding to there without saying it okay. is – after this season, I'm going to have an offensive coordinator that maybe can get that out of him. Okay. Maybe that's what he's you thinking. What? I'm, I'm, again, I'm putting words in his mouth because he never yeah. said that. But there are things about Dak that we've seen that that can be successful. The question is, is it a question of right now he's not playing well? And if if that's the case, he's not playing well because of his own abilities or lack thereof or because the offensive coordinator doesn't do enough to put him in the right situations to use him the right way. And we've seen quarterbacks like that yeah. in the NFL where depending on what system you're in and how they're developing you, that dictates how successful you're going to be, right? I agree. It's- I think you have to go to the root of the problem. And that starts up there. With what? Up there. Coaching. For clouds? <laughs> down there. Anyways, you have to get to the root. As far as coaching, You have that's the change – I would want to see happening because right now for me, when you start talking about Dak Prescott, yes, he's been inconsistent, yet we've seen some good things out of him, but it's still hard to fully evaluate him when you know what the coaching is, when you know that the coaching hasn't been able to position not even just him, but even Zeke, the receivers, other players, they haven't been able to fully utilize them well and to their advantage and position them in the right position. So... To me right now, I don't mind Jerry saying that. I think that I would like to see Dak Prescott under a different kind of management. Uh, I think that when it comes to a teacher, it's very important and it really makes a difference when you have a good teacher versus a bad teacher. And look at, for example, Chris Richard, the type of thing he was able to do. He was able to convert Byron Jones into something completely different because he saw the talent and he has the the experience and the knowledge to change that and make him flourish. So I think when you get someone in here like that, that is able to take your uh, strengths and utilize them in a way and kind of 
cover up the weaknesses a little bit. You've made all the kind of changes you could possibly make on the field. You've seen it in the past when Jason Wynn was here, when Romo was here, yet the end result was nothing different. So I think stop making changes as far as players. Let's make the change of a coaching change there yeah. because that's the only difference that I think would you would able to see something completely different than what we've seen right now. I think you hit the nail on the head when it comes to the experience. And we've talked about it on this show quite a bit. Um, when you have Kellen Moore as your quarterback coach, nothing that says that this guy can't develop into a really, really great coach. Cause I don't like saying what people's ceilings are. The problem is the lack of experience and take, I'll tell any one of you guys, and that's for the listeners out there as well. Take your own, your own personal career, whatever career field you have. Where you are now is probably a lot more, you're probably a lot more knowledgeable than you were five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Um, there is something to be said for experience. And the fact of the matter is when you're young, you don't know what you don't know, right? You may think you have it all under control, but you'll look back five years from that and you'll be like, man, I missed that. I didn't really understand that. Experience didn't give me the benefit of being able to see this potential problem or how to solve this in a better way, right? So experience matters. And you look across this coaching staff, it's not just at quarterback. You look at the quarterback uh, coach, you look at the linebacker coach, you look at special teams coach, you look at the offensive line coach. Now, all of them inexperienced. And that's not to say that an inexperienced coach can't do a good job. It is to say when you have a coaching staff where you have four different positions, and by the way, a lot of those positions are dealing with young players, and they're all inexperienced, like they have never had that position before in their entire career, you could be facing some, some problems from just from the standpoint of experience, right? And so if I think for Dak, the biggest thing I see is right now the person that's in his ear the most is a guy that doesn't know what he doesn't know. And again, doesn't mean anything about the future of what he can become, but for right now, he doesn't have the experience to be able to know all the different things that, hey, I might be able to tell him this or I may be able to do this. And I've coached a quarterback like this before, and I know I have to do it like this in order to get the best out of him. He doesn't have the benefit of that experience, and I think that matters right now. I don't disagree with you, but I just don't think I buy that as like the reason the things are the way they are. I think I, I mean, I agree with Amber for the most part, just that more than anything, uh, I think you can win games with Dak Prescott. I don't think he's in a. I don't think he's in a scheme that really plays to his strengths right now. I mean, you look at Marcus Mariota. Nick mentioned the ten carries for thirty-two yards. How about the fact that damn near every pass he threw was based off of some kind of play action? Uh, I mean, again, actions, deception, like getting people moving. Uh, trying to exploit mismatches in the defense. I don't see that stuff with what they try to do with Dak. It looks very boilerplate and, and simple, and I feel dumb saying that because I certainly can't coach as well as Scott Linehan can, but it just doesn't seem like he's being put in positions to succeed. So, yeah, like it really doesn't bother me to hear that Jerry Jones wants to extend Dak because – there's more nuance to it there. You know, like Dak Prescott is not going to get an Aaron Rodgers deal. Like, he's just not. Um, and not to mention Jerry Jones. Honestly, I listened to that interview. It sound honestly, Jerry Jones sounded defiant. And he just kind of sounded like he wanted to say something to shut people up. Just kind of like, hey, he's our quarterback, so shut up. He, yeah. did, he didn't give any specifics. He didn't say when he's going to do it. He didn't say how much money it's going to be for. So uh, I'm not really flying off the handle at that. And but even if the Cowboys give Dak a four year extension this offseason, I don't think that's the end of the world. I think you can win games with him, just not not playing and calling things the way that it is right now. And I think that is what needs needs to change more so than 
the actual guy throwing the ball. Well, you know, the, the, they brought in Amari Cooper, and, and one of the things that they've said about that is, is that they've got their first-round pick right now. You know, they don't have one uh, next year, obviously. Their first-round pick is right now, so they're almost like building for the future right now. So if that's the case, and Dak is the future, then why not get to the – I mean, why prolong this anymore? I mean, I'm not saying that you're going to find your coach right now, but but why continue to to do this this way? I just think they've got to figure something out. They've got to change uh, the play caller, something. They they have to 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 mix this up in a way because you know you're, you're three and five. You do have eight games left, but well, and there's no and hope. Th- this is the perfect time to experiment with that that kind of stuff. I mean, you wouldn't want to do it into like going into next year. I mean, if you're going to have, like, for example, the play caller, let's say, okay, let's try out Jason Garrett, what he can do play calling this game, this is the right time to do it, I would say, because where you're standing right now of the season, you really don't have much to lose. You know, Garrett has always, the reason why Garrett's been here for, this is what, his eighth year as the coach, the reason why that it's lasted that long is because every single time that it's, he's at the, his back has been against the wall, <laughs> Every single time, he's come through with in, with flying colors, like Coach of the Year in 2014, and then 15 was bad. Now oh, 16, boom, did it again. Last year, you could make the case, well, you know, nine and seven, you know, you could you could, but I think because of what happened with Zeke, I think they like you know Sean Lee, Tyron Smith, I think they gave him. People but, people don't want to hear it, but nine and seven doesn't get you fired from very many jobs. That's like, true. It just doesn't. It's why Jeff I mean, Fisher stuck which, around in Tennessee, and so that's long. which is why. Last night is significant to me, and I sound like a broken record. I don't care. That is atypical of what Garrett teams do. They typically, your back's against the wall. You have a chance to climb back to 500, keep yourself relevant. They almost always win those games. And they didn't just lose. They looked bad doing so. Mm-hmm. And I think that's noteworthy, and that's why you know I can't, I can't go there with you and say, well, they'll find a way to win one of these games because the history says they find a way to win this game. Yep. and. They didn't. What they're showing us right now is already atypical. Yeah. So it's hard to say anything is typical and at this point. I'll take the words right out of Jerry Jones's mouth because I agree with him. He's you know three and five sucks, but what's worse than the record is what they looked like. You know, he's like, I'm not worried about being three and five. I'm worried about the fact that we played that way while losing. Because right. you know, if they lose a shootout and lose, you know, if they yeah. if they lose thirty one to twenty eight and it's a heartbreaker, but they you know Dak played great and just couldn't drag him over the finish line. You can talk yourself into beating two mediocre teams on the road, yeah. but that's not what they looked like. So it's hard to really try to sell anything other than what you saw. You know, right. you, real quick, you, you get down there. You know, you need to get two scores, and you know we've been talking about this team being so vanilla. And you get down there, and then it's like, oh, now we're going to throw Beasley a reverse where Beasley's going to throw it to Dak in the end zone. Yeah, I mean, in like, a damn near helpless, hopeless situation. Well, that tells you how desperate they may have been at that point that they're just pulling Imagine for whatever they could possibly Imagine if that one would have worked. How have. awesome would that be? I mean, just the play itself, if it, they would have made I mean, the play work. I don't know. But whatever. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if that's, that's, that play's ever really going to work. And there's a reason why quarterbacks aren't that tall or short. I mean, I, I don't know. You're not gonna. You don't have room down in the twenty to fool a lot of people that that right. quickly. You're not gonna run that far. It's got to. But be, it was. I mean, in in fairness, the it, Eagles Philly ran special, the same thing. Yeah, all that exactly. stuff. Yeah, I understand that. But it was it was definitely done in in a different way. And you know, I just I, I don't know. Cole Beasley, I, 
It's a tough one because every single time you think, oh, a big game for him, and then you come back, and then, like, I, I really believe if somebody wants to take him out of a game, they can. They can. He, he, he's not just the type of receiver that could just kind of just fight through it. If that's their goal, take you out of the game, and that's what they should do. Yeah. All right, let's take our final break. When we come back, uh, I do want to talk about the offensive line. They gave up five sacks yesterday. But my question is, was it the offensive line or was it Dak? We'll talk about that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the Crock-Pot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce. The Growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. To the break. Welcome back. It's the final segment of the break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Nick, tell us a little Man, bit about if you're Tommy John. Comfortable with a three and five record, at least you're going to have good underwear. So Tommy John will make you as comfortable as you could possibly be. So go out and get you some Tommy John. They have it for men. They have it for women. They can get it for yourself. Get it for your friends. Maybe give them a gift card so you don't have to be awkward and like actually pick them out and pick the size and stuff like be that. Weird, but it would be a little bit, especially if you got it way too big. And, like know, if I gave you underwear, that'd be weird. Yeah, you don't want to get anything for like your wife or girlfriend, and they're like, "Hey, you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know." You know, don't do all that. But just go to the <laughs> website, given Dave find some cool before? stuff. I have yeah. given Dave mm-hmm. underwear before, was and it Tommy was very John? awkward. No, and it was very awkward, and I'll never do it again. So yes, that fits your. I didn't think story. it was awkward at all. I thought it was very <laughs> awkward. Why? 
Because it was day like, three because of Because I was going like, into underwear. store and I'm <laughs> buying underwear that's not for me or my children. Like, it's, that's weird. No, yeah. it's not. Like, it's, really it's literally like buying anything else. No, like, it's not. It's really not because you didn't get Tommy John and I it's didn't. not like anything else. If you want Tommy John, you go Thanks, to TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. All right, let's jump back in. Cowboys lose uh, to the Tennessee oh. Titans 28-14. Uh, we've talked about a lot of different things. We did not talk as much about the offensive line yesterday. Um, they have there's been transition there, probably as much transition there as any place uh, on this team because they changed the offensive line coach. Now Mark Colombo has taken over for Paul Alexander. Um, Cowboys start off the game looking really good. It seemed like I know Nick, you and I mentioned a couple times early in the game, like man, Dak has all day back there. Yeah. Um, Zeke starts off the first two drives, like you said, Dave. He had what forty yards in the first two possessions, so it looked like the the offensive line initially was really like clicking on all cylinders and then the wheels kind of fell off at least they gave up five sacks kind of uh the, well yeah the running game just wasn't the same um where do you put the blame for that though do you put it all in the offensive line do you put it mostly on the offensive line do you think Dak had something or a lot to do with that uh where do you how do you evaluate this offensive line yesterday well, I think it's it goes the same as as it's been for the last few weeks. I, I think that there's probably a conversation on the sideline, like, wait, wait, guys, what are we doing? Like, just just let's get up there, let's let's stop Zeke, let's make sure that that we, you know we, we can we can get closer to the line. You're talking about the Tennessee sideline, yes. I mean, gotcha. like, let's let's not let these guys beat us on the outside. I mean, they're, they're not going to throw it deep. The quarterback won't throw it that far. So let's just let's get up there close. Let's shut down Beasley, and we'll live with, with whatever Cooper does to us. So I think it's everybody. I think I still think it's the, the the passing game, whether it be the quarterback throwing it to him, the receivers that don't get open that well. It's that whole thing. Yeah, I, it, it it's never going to just be one person. I mean, Connor Williams struggled again. We thought he might. Jarrell Casey, pretty good player. He had a holding penalty. They had a hard time containing those guys in the middle. Lyle Collins struggled again, but Dak held the ball for an unbelievable amount of time on several of those. Some of them were busts. Some of them are bad plays by the quarterback. I haven't seen the tape, but sure, maybe the receivers couldn't get open again, although that's super disheartening considering the firepower you added to your receiver core during the bye week, but all that stuff goes hand-in-hand. Hand. I thought I thought Dak's pocket presence was really discouraging, um, but the, I mean, the offensive line certainly did not play you know up to the caliber you would you would hope i know that as the season began we all assumed that when you had a, a rookie guy like connor williams that you're throwing into this line that there'd be some growing pains have you guys gotten to the point now where you still believe hey these are just growing pains by next year he will be uh, a much better player or are you starting to sour on the idea that he will be a good player for the cowboys not souring on that i, I do think that he um you know I, it's one thing to play two different positions. Um, I, I still think it would be it'd be nice to see an, a, a full off season with him playing guard. I mean, at, with with a guard's body. I think that he needs. He's young. He needs to kind of grow into that. Um, he he'll he'll get there. I, I believe. Um, but I, I'm not soured on him yet. I don't know if he's playing the right position for him. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he'd be better at right tackle, but. If they're going to make him a guard, just commit to it, and he needs that full off season. Yeah, I, I mean, you want to see rookies' arrows trend up as the season goes, and he, Connor Williams, has just he's been a straight line the whole time. I mean, he is what he is, and honestly, that that shouldn't be surprising to us because 
you you can't improve what he needs to improve in the six day grind of a season. You just can't. He needs to add strength. He needs to add size in order to be able to hold up against those type of players. And you, you mean these guys lift during the season, but it's like a thirty minute session just to kind of you know you're not gonna pump. Yeah, you're not doing real work in the weight room during the season. You're that's, not adding bulk right, during the off. That season. is what yeah. the let me do it the season. That's yeah. what the off season's for. Right. Um, so uh, I still think. All things considered, he's he's been fine. He's certainly had his share of struggles. I, I, I mean, I get it. You know, move him to tackle, move Lyle to guard. Maybe it would work. Maybe it wouldn't. I hate the idea of throwing a new plan at both of these guys after they've committed to this. I'm not convinced it would look a lot different. Uh, so Especially just, in the middle of the season. Yeah, and yeah. so I just – I think you just kind of got to stick with it, and you are what you are. I'm Maybe – you know, I've heard the idea thrown around. Xavier Suofilo has been sitting on the sideline for for eight weeks, and you know, maybe, uh, you know, he's a veteran guy. Maybe he could give you a better look, but I kind of doubt it. And I think I think Connor needs to play if he's going to get better. So I just think you're kind of you are what you are for eight more games. And I, I don't I don't think that's what's sinking the season, though. You know, I don't. I mean, I think Connor Williams has played well enough for them to have a better record than they do right now. Yep. You know, as far as Dak, I I start thinking, okay, well, anticipation and reflexes only comes with experience. And then I started thinking of, like, ways to justify him in that aspect. You know, he's still young. He's still learning. But then at the same time, you go back and it's like, okay, you're in your third year now. Those things should start coming in natural at this point. And when you start seeing him hesitate and then I start thinking, okay, well, maybe it comes back from the coaching where now you're just not feeling 100%. Although he's a very confident guy, maybe you're just not feeling 100% confident and comfortable. If you don't fully trust the play caller and whoever's talking in your ear, then that's going to create some kind of hesitation in you and doubt yourself. So there's so many little things that play into this whole mess, but yeah. it's kind of hard to figure out at this point. That was exactly the point I was making when it came to the inexperience of the guy that's talking in his, in his that's talking to him regularly. Is I think Dak this year has been far more tentative than we've seen him be. I think he's been uh, not as you know. It, I, I, there have been so many times this year where we've seen him kind of standing back there, and you're like, pull the trigger, and he's just not willing to do it. And I don't know that we saw that as much. Uh, year before last and last year up before the Atlanta game, you didn't really see a whole lot of that either. And and so it just makes me wonder okay. if, again, the experience of the quarterback coach is not a part of the problem. I'm going I'm to throw something out there and also give a shout out to to my dad. My dad is is probably listening. He listens to to us every every day. He loves what, uh, watching us. Uh, he's a really good pool player. Okay, he know he's really good. He's been in tournaments and stuff like that, and he knows how. One shot leads to this shot leads to this shot. Leads. You got to be three or four shots ahead if you want to be good. If if it's if it you've, your kicker just missed a field goal, it's up seven to nothing. Are you going to go for fourth fourth down on the four, four yard line? Are you going to go for it? Probably not. You're going to take a ten. But if it's fourth and goal from the one, are you going to go for it? Yeah, I, I think so too. Go up fourteen nothing. That's the kind of crap that 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 I think this team doesn't do well at all. It's first and goal from the four yard line, and you run a counter with all of your linemen coming here. It takes four days to get there. They finally do, and the defenses are fast. 
They get there, that boom, now you're on the six. Now you got to throw. And if you throw, now Dak throws a pick. And they know you're going to throw, by the way, at this point. You run north. You get the ball, and you get north. And, you know, can we get – that's the kind of talk, the stuff I'm talking about, about putting an Antoine Woods in there. Give me some beef because tight ends are not big enough to do anything. Give me some beef. Your fullback's versatile. I mean, I mean, your fullback is a is – a, you know, he's a um, – he, he's not a physical, like, fullback. He's more of an H-back. He needs some beef to go north. Now it's second and goal from the two. I got Okay, do it again. Interesting you said they now, need some beef. Now it's third and goal from the one. Now it's fourth. I mean, whatever. Now Dak can go. Let somebody push him from the back, and you can score. But, like, it's first that play lost the game for him. Two-yard loss to Zeke completely lost the game. You get up 14 nothing on them, the way that thing's going, I like things a little bit different. But yeah. you've got to play two to three shots ahead, not just – Let's just run this counter play here. I mean, why? It takes forever down there. Yeah. No, I mean, they never – very rarely does it seem like they make a play call with the next play in mind, you know? Yes. It's very reactionary. And that's been the case. I mean, it's only tangentially related, but you see another miscue with the challenges. You know, you just – you challenge them. Uh, missed a challenge and lose a timeout that early in the weird. half. That was a weird play. I didn't have a problem with that challenge, though, for some reason. Because I, I, it was hard to see in, in real time. And in those kind of instances, it was a huge play. Gave him a first down. And so it, it's just, to me, that's where I look at it. I'm like, yeah, you could probably nitpick that one. But in my opinion, taking a shot at that challenge you know, wasn't a huge deal. Tavon Austin had a catch a couple of games ago. I don't remember the game. Right in front of Jason. Houston. Where Houston down, got hit out of bounds, and yeah. then the ball rolls out. Yeah. And, and he's looking at it like, well, I think it's a catch. So he's, he challenges it. The ball's rolling out, and that's the reason why he didn't get the call. Same thing on that play. Cheeto had the ball. So it rolled into – and so I think that's kind of what he's thinking. You take a shot, right? Yeah. yeah. I tell you, the play before that, though, and I, I agreed with the call. I don't think he really made the catch. I agree. How big, how big is that? I mean, because you just threw a pick, and now all of a sudden you have a chance to get the ball back. Jalen Smith had it back. You, you – Chance to go, you know, 10, 14, nothing again. Yep. I think that was a huge play in the game, those two right there. We didn't spend as much time today talking about the defense, but I think we have to spend at least a little time. Yeah. Um, yesterday, they gave up most points they've given up all season. They give up 28. Um, they started the game with two turnovers. Which, to the worst offense that they've played this year. Maybe the Giants are worse, but yes, I get okay. your point. In, yeah, in the running. Definitely in the running. Definitely in the running. Definitely in the running. Um, but that being, but I'll, the other part to that, though, that you got to remember is, that was not by far the worst quarterback that they've played. And you start looking at the quarterbacks that have beaten in this season, you can start seeing where when they play a quarterback that's pretty good, it's going to be a tough day. And they play a quarterback that's not so good, then they usually have a decent shot, right? And I think yesterday that quarterback, and I said it to you, Nick, I think Mariota's a lot better than we gave him credit for. He played a really, really good game, in my opinion, mm-hmm. yesterday. I, 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 don't, I don't remember saying that he's bad. He's wildly, I didn't say that either. Yeah. He's wildly inconsistent. And today was yesterday was a good day. The other trend is uh, they have not done well against quarterbacks that can get outside the pocket and extend plays. And that's not to I mean, 32 yards is not going to break your back. Deshaun Watson didn't run all over him. But if the if a guy can extend plays, get outside the pocket, do things with his feet or, you know, make plays on the run, it's it's a it's a problem for them. Cam killed him. Russell Wilson played. He didn't kill him, but he played well. Deshaun. Now Mariota. Yeah. yeah. Before we really get talking about that defense, uh, which problem is on third down, of course. Oof. But I, um, I, we might be overlooking like the real issue of the game because like one of the first tweets that I got from a fan was like, how do they expect to win with those uh, bad luck blues? 
I mean, that that might be something we need to be I, well, addressing. I that those, was a little bit. I thought those that was, uniforms look awesome. That, I, I, I like them, but I, that was weird to me because I don't know. I'm not used to the Cowboys choosing. I was blue. surprised. I just, Unless it's maybe Thanksgiving. Usually, if they're going to get the choice of what uniform they're going to wear, it's going to be the whites. So it's a little bit odd to me that they chose blue. But hey, you know, I'm one not of the a coaches before the game said, hey, person, so. one of the coaches said, "Hey, they, the players love it. They they love that. They get excited. They get fired up. Yeah. It lasts for what about a half a quarter." Yeah, they looked really good for that half a quarter. Though. Yeah, they did looked real good. Yeah, well, you you did get to the the defense. point of the defense. You talk about third downs. That was probably the worst third down performance from a defense from this defense that we've seen. Um, they were eleven to fourteen, uh, or the Titans were eleven to fourteen on third downs. Mm-hmm. There was one point in the I think early fourth quarter, maybe late third. I think it was about early fourth though. Uh, at that point, Tennessee was eight of eleven on third downs, and get this, six out of those eight that they converted were third and seven or more. You get to third and seven, you feel like you've done your job. You've held them on two downs to three yards or less, and the Cowboys couldn't get off the field on not, six of those eight. Not that making is, excuse there, but you've got that's where you need your best pass rushers. That's where that's where that's where they're, they're 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 missing. Now Daniel Ross played an outstanding game. Yeah, he did. Look at his stats. It's unbelievable. And there's a there's a sack in there that, you know, that was another huge play in the game. Mm-hmm. Tennessee calling that timeout. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a 46-yard difference. That was ridiculous. Demarcus Lawrence well, played uh, really good, too. He did. He played matter. a great game. Which, yeah. I have a hard time faulting the pass rush. They got to they got to Mariota four times. Titans only averaged 3.5 yards per carry. Like, they yeah. were active. They got a takeaway. I, I mean... As much credit as we've given them and as good as they've been, like the back seven was not awesome yesterday. I mean, I, I'm done. I'm, I apologize to everybody. I'm not superstitious, but like I'm done. I'm not going to be dismissive of any more opponents because I sat here the other day. I was like, <laughs> these wide receivers are terrible. Like their wide receivers worked this second. They did. They were, they, and it, I mean, what their leading receiver only had 60 yards. It's not like somebody just blew up, but like, they just made all of the important catches when they needed to. And I'd never even uh, – I mean, Taewon Taylor, Batson, like who are these guys? I, 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 I was really surprised by that. Can I play the host for just a second and ask a question? To Absolutely. Um, will Sean Lee play another game for the Cowboys? Ever? I wouldn't be Ever. surprised if he didn't, but that depends on – I know Jason Garrett said it's going to be a little while for him. I mean, that just depends. Like, if he if he goes to IR, I would guess not. Is he at that point where where Romo was when they finally said it, enough's enough? Where no matter how good a player is, because I still believe Sean Lee is a really good player, oh, yeah. but it's one of those situations where you just can't trust him to stay healthy, and he's now getting hurt on very routine plays. He's just running. And the hamstring pulls. He has problems with the hamstring. So is is it just at that point where the Cowboys have to just say, we just can't trust you to be healthy? I I mean, as long as we're being brutally honest, they didn't used to have that option because the drop-off in play was so severe. And Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith weren't amazing all throughout that game. I mean, we talked about Jalen. Right along with everybody else, by the way. But the drop-off is not as severe as it used to be. You've got guys who can... Do that, well, and that's why you drafted Van Der Esch in the first place. You know, yeah. but but before the injury, the touchdown. Uh, you know, uh, Lewis, Dion Lewis, eighteen yards. Um, that was, you know, if you saw Sean Lee on that play, he couldn't get there. I mean, that, no, I get it. Lewis is, is is a quick, fast back, but the angle he took, you know, it really wasn't that close. 
that was one of the you know few plays you really see where like wow he he just he just couldn't make that play. Um, I, again, we all love Sean Lee, but I just wonder it's going to be a few weeks, like you said. If this is a situation where it's three or four weeks and you can still bring him back, I, he's certainly he's a talented enough player that it's worth it. He can still help this team. Like don't don't come at me like Sean Lee's just all of a sudden just this terrible football player, right, but he's not. If I mean, if he needs to go to IR and what it's week it's week ten now, like he can't come back, right? No, it's yeah. Like, if he needs to go, I mean, I would not be surprised that you can save seven million dollars on the cap if he's not on this team next year. It would not surprise me, but I just I don't I need to know the severity of the injury. And, if it's only if it's only a three or four week deal, then and I would how expect. the season is going? Yeah. At that yeah. point, exactly. you're like, is that even yeah. worth four it? weeks? Let's say they're one and three in that four week span. So they're four and eight. And the more games he's out, if these young linebackers are playing well, as they've played most of this year, I know yesterday was not a good representation, but most of this year they've played really good football. If they get back to playing really good football and they play good football while he's out, then it does start to beg the question, hey, with another year of experience, are they even that much better next year? And do you really need to to to, to take on having Sean Lee and not knowing whether, you know, this moment to next moment, if he's yeah. going to be hurt again, you just soon go out and get a younger guy, third, fourth, fifth round, and and you've got a linebacking core you feel pretty good about, right? It would not surprise me. So, All right, guys, we'll be back tomorrow. Something to watch. Tomorrow we will uh, we'll get into some, uh, some talk of the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll have to jump right on that because we'll be back to uh, Dave giving us a scouting report. We'll talk about the, the Eagles offense tomorrow. To them for Nick Eatman, Dave Helm, and Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagles, and this has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?